Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardy from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hello, and welcome back to the Candid Confidence Podcast. So happy to have you here. And today, we're going to be talking all about body image. Body image and insecurities and how to overcome some of those deeply rooted insecurities that we all have about our bodies and the way that we look. And I think it's such an important topic because so many women spend so much of their energy just berating themselves over their body image. And it's really, really sad. I know we all have that friend or maybe all of our friends who are skinny and gorgeous and they constantly call themselves fat and don't like the way they look and it's really really sad and I'm here to change that. Before we kind of dive into today's episode I do want to announce I actually have two spots open right now for coaching. So who is this for? This is for the girl who knows that she has a negative mindset, who knows that she could do some mindset work around being more positive, around seeing the world in a different light. She has a lot of issues with insecurities and self-doubt, and that fear and self-doubt holds her back from something she wants to do. So it's in relationships, it's in career, it's in business, it's in just all areas of lifestyle where we really are led by our fear and our insecurities and our self-doubt. And the girls that I'm calling in for these two coaching spots are ready to make some changes and they know that they need to make these changes, but they're looking for someone to help them stay accountable to it. So they're looking for accountability, they're looking for support, and they're looking for someone to believe in them and to really show them the way and guide them through a number of activities and modalities to heal past traumas and insecurities and move into creating new belief systems that they can then live in to feel confident and just have more joy and energy in their lives. So if that sounds like you and you're like, yes, I need that, I will post a link in the show notes that's going to be to my coaching page. And from there, you can book a free call with me. We'll hop on a call and we'll make sure it's a good match and we'll move from there. So excited to announce that. And yeah, so for today's episode, what's really, really interesting about body image, I mean, is just that the impact that mindset has on it is so powerful and not enough people know about this. So I was somebody who, like all of you probably, was insecure, especially in like middle school, high school, college. I thought I was fat a lot of the time. I didn't like the way I looked. I could point out to you in the mirror a hundred things I didn't like about my body or my face or whatever it was. And I just was always wanting to change things about my appearance. And that like led me a lot of the time. It was something I used to think about very, very frequently, way too frequently. And like I said earlier, we all have friends like that. And it's so easy to notice it with our friends when they say, when you give them a compliment, for example, and you're like, oh, your hair looks great. And they're like, what? Are you insane? Or you tell them they look great. And they're like, what? I've gained two pounds. And it's very easy to point out and know that their idea of how they look is not the truth, right? We can look at our friends, our gorgeous friends, and think what you're saying about yourself is not true. But no matter how many times we would say that to them, it doesn't matter. And 
the science behind this is really the brain's reticular activating system. And this is the part of the brain that filters everything that we absorb. It filters information and we have deeply rooted beliefs in our subconscious of all different things, whether it's religion, whether it's spirituality, whether it's our body image or politics or money. We all have beliefs, right? And a lot of us at some point over time developed beliefs like I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough or I'll never be skinny enough or I have bad teeth, whatever the things are that we have at some point had that thought many times tied with an emotion. So I don't know about any of you, but I went through some level of bullying when I was younger and people pointing things out about my appearance. And when you tie something that you're thinking with an emotion, such as when you're in a bullying situation or some type of trauma or even just negative things that come out of like, you know, toxic friendships and things throughout, throughout the years, when you tie the emotions with the thoughts, oftentimes that creates a belief. Once a belief is held in our subconscious, our reticular activating system is always going to find that thing, point it out to us and remind us, convince us really, that it's validated. It's always looking for validation of it. So if you're somebody who, I don't know, thinks like, thinks that having a lot of money is wrong, right? Thinks that that, that goes along with being greedy or selfish, you're gonna be looking for reasons to support that. And things in the news, for example, or things in books or things that people are talking about, your brain's gonna be pulling you towards the things that validate that belief. And it's really gonna bypass anything that would prove otherwise. So that's how that part of our brain is working all of the time with all of our beliefs. If you're someone who was raised in a Christian home, a lot, there's probably been a lot of circumstances where you've been faced with something opposing Christianity and your brain literally bypasses it and goes right into a way to validate that God exists and that you know Christianity is the only way. So do you guys see what I mean? Do you, can you think of examples in your life where those beliefs are so deeply rooted for us? It doesn't really matter what people say to us, what kind of evidence they give us. They can tell us we're pretty a hundred times. It doesn't matter because we've already made up our mind and we already believe something. And because now we understand how this part of our brain works, because now you guys have that understanding, we can actually be deliberately shifting that. And this is what I'm always talking about rewiring your brain. Literally, the pathways of your brain are wired in one direction. They're wired towards the beliefs you hold right now and how to validate them. We can shift that. We can shift that and literally rewire our brain so that when, those, when our line of vision goes towards something, it validates the opposite. So I've been doing a lot of work around money mindset. It's something that I'm always talking about. And same thing here. I, I grew up with a belief that having a lot of money was wrong. And so now I, I'm very much learning as well as deliberately convincing myself that that's not true, right? Because the things that I spend money on, none of them are bad. All of them support our economy or support my friends and family or give someone a nice fat tip at a restaurant who that's their job. So it's not a bad thing, but I always have to work towards reminding myself of that. And the more deeply rooted the beliefs are, 
the more difficult this can be and the longer of a process this can be. So it really takes a determination and a sense of, I'm going to make this change. I know I can do this. I understand how the brain works. Let's commit to this. So one thing that I think really drives this with body image is we spend a lot of time colluding with our friends over our insecurities. And right now I'm picturing in my mind the mean girl scene where they're looking in the mirror and they're like, oh, my hairline sucks. My nail beds suck. Like the stupidest things. And um, is her name Caddy Heron from Africa? She's like, what? Why are you guys doing that? And but that's how we do. Right. That's how we are. We go in the bathroom like when we're out with our friends and we just sit around and talk about how fat we are. And and then the more that you hear your friends say those things about themselves, especially because they're not true things, right? You're like looking at your friend who's skinny and she's like, oh, I don't look good in this bikini. Then you start to question yourself and you're like, wait, do I? Right? So that collusion with our friends over insecurities, that's a big problem. And I think that we all, you know, in our generation are really going to be aiming towards protecting our daughters from that. But we've also got to work towards how can we protect our friends, our coworkers from that. And so what I would recommend is when you're in those situations with people and they're saying things like that, and maybe you want to say those things about yourself, don't do it. <laughs> don't collude. Don't make that a focus of a conversation. We've just got to put less emphasis on feeling fat all the time or not liking ourselves and really put the emphasis on the positive. And so going back to how the brain science works, truthfully, what we focus on, what we put positive energy towards quite literally grows. But if we're putting negative energy towards things and we're worrying about things and we're starting to feel insecure about things, that is going to grow and expand. And that is what our brain is going to always pull us towards automatically. So <laughs> literally until about a year, year and a half ago, when I would look in the mirror or look at a picture of myself, I was immediately picking out the things I didn't like, right? I would look in the mirror and I would look at my stretch marks or my cellulite or, you know, all the things and, and you know, some f like body fat or whatever. And I would be pointing that out to myself and, and just feeling negative. And I could look in the mirror and I would just, I wish my eyebrows were more like this. I wish, you know, my skin was more like this. I wish, you know, you could, you could do that over and over. And that was what I automatically did. That was my automatic reaction to a mirror was negative. So what was I expanding? I was expanding myself, feeling bad about myself. My reticular activating system was so strongly programmed to look for those things that that that's why it was automatic because it was programmed to do that. And I, <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. So I had saved up some money, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, I had saved up some money and I had always had a really big insecurity about my teeth. I had braces like for a very short time as a child, um, didn't, didn't have the best like situation with all of that. And I just like, didn't feel that my teeth were very good. And that was like a really big insecurity for me because I felt like you like perfect teeth were just like such a thing that I always wanted. And I was always envious of people who had that. And I, for the first time in my life had a couple extra thousand dollars kind of laying around where I was like, okay, what do I want to do with this money? And 
I started looking into how could I fix my teeth? And I maybe, I think I actually saw like a celebrity that did this or something, or like somehow I found out about it where you can do, I don't even remember what it's called, but like bonding or something when they just like basically make you new teeth and they look perfect. Like a lot of, a lot of people in Hollywood have had this done when people have perfect teeth that they didn't have a few years ago. It's like, that's what they did, which is fine. But I was like, okay, I'm going to send all of my savings. I'm going to save up a little more. And I'm going to get this teeth thing done. And it's, it's essentially basically permanent. And it lasts, you know, 10, 15 years or something. And I like scheduled an appointment to go do it. And I scheduled like a, like a consultation and it, you know, it was a big decision um, because I started thinking, well, I don't know, I guess at one point before I went to the consultation, then I started thinking, I was like really insecure about um, cellulite at the time too. I was like spending every single day, like scrubbing my like back of my legs and my butt with like a cellulite scrubber. Like it was, it was bad. I was looking at them every day in the mirror and I was like, okay, I'm gonna save up. I'm gonna get this teeth thing done and then I'm gonna save up again. And after, you know, maybe next year I'll get like surgery, not surgery, but like laser treatment for cellulite and stretch marks. So that stretch marks were a big thing for me too. And you know, after that, maybe I'll get this thing. And then I started thinking, holy shit, Leah, where the fuck does this end? Are you really going to spend the rest of your life changing things about you? <sighs> and I started thinking, what's the impact on people around me? You know, if I'm going to just like make my teeth perfect and make my ass perfect and all these things, what's the impact to the people that I essentially, you know, influence in my life? And this was before I had my, my platform basically where I have like my Instagram and I, I have my business and my podcast, but I was started thinking like, you know, there's people that look up to me. I'm, I'm a leader in my, in my job. What message am I sending to the world by doing this? Is this really who I want to be? And I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily like plastic surgery or like any of that. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think people who, especially if you're in the limelight, if you're on TV, like, look, I get it. I get it, right? I understand why people do those things very much. But did it go along with my core values of who I want to be and who I want to present myself to the world as and who I want to just, who I want others to strive to be, right? I certainly don't want to encourage others to make changes on their bodies, especially when you look at someone else doing it, you don't think it's necessary for them, but to you, it feels very necessary. So I thought, you know what? I don't think I can do this. I think to me, what's really important is to be myself and learn to love myself so much that I cannot need those things. And then I can show other women that they don't need those things either. Because really, are we all just gonna be sitting around trying to change ourselves all the time like this, superficially? I mean, it just didn't register with me. And if it registers with other people and it aligns with their values, that's fine. I'm sure there's things that I find that align with my values that don't align with other people's values, right? My, my values are certainly not the ultimate truth as we know by studying brain science. But for me, it was a pivotal moment because I thought, wow, I can decide to just spend all my money on changing myself, changing my body, changing my teeth, my hair, and I can make that the focus of my life or I can make the focus of my life being myself and showing others that they're just fine, more than enough being themselves too. 
And it's funny because when all that happened and I canceled those consultations for my teeth, that was right around the time when I actually did start my blog. So I, it was kind of tying in with me looking for my purpose in life, my passion in life. Who do I want to represent myself to the world as? And one thing that led to me really diving into personal development and starting my blog was what came out of this whole teeth situation. So what came out of it was when I decided to cancel that consultation and I decided I wasn't going to focus on my stretch marks or my cellulite anymore and I wasn't going to have surgery or, or laser treatment or whatever, I thought, okay, I need to accept these parts of me because like I'll whiten my teeth, sure. I'll do things like that. I'll go to the gym. I'll eat healthy. But I'm going to draw a line when it comes to these like, you know, permanent or semi-permanent you know, body shifting things. I'm going to draw a line there, but that means I've got to put some effort into learning to love every part of me. How can I learn to not be, be stressed out every single night looking in the mirror, looking at my ass? How can I learn to accept it? And so I, I kind of started getting really into like mindset shifting around this time. And one thing that I did was I made a very permanent like decision. Sometimes for me, making a decision to change my mindset around something can be very, very challenging and it takes a process and it takes like months. This was a very firm, hard and fast, I am done looking in the mirror and rubbing myself apart, done, period, done. So I made a commitment to myself when I looked in the mirror, I was just done doing that. And I, I would catch myself, I would catch myself every day and I would, but once I realized I was doing it, I stopped and I just cut it out and one thing I started doing with pictures, and this might be something that you may want to implement, is when I made a commitment that when I look at a picture of myself, I would immediately pick out one thing I really liked. Maybe my hair was, was on fleek, as they say. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe whatever. But I would pick out one thing I really liked before thinking any negative thoughts. And that was again, like a really pivotal time for me because I spent my entire, you know, 26 or so years of life before that looking in mirrors every single day, multiple times a day and just pointing out to myself what was wrong. And I just decided I was done. And it, it still like happened, but I caught myself. And it's so interesting because when you start to shift what you're focusing on and you decide to start focusing on the positive things about yourself that you really like, once that becomes a belief, well, your reticular activating system is going to pull those things into your line of vision. It's going to point those things out to you. It's going to validate those things and it's going to stop showing you the other side. So once I decided like I was accepting my teeth, I was just like, I am going to love my fucking teeth. I'm going to love my fucking ass and we're done. My brain no longer shows me like flaws in those areas. It really doesn't. Now, if I was look, if I really wanted to like point it out, I certainly could, but I don't automatically see those things anymore. It's like they're gone. It's like those insecurities that I had for years were just gone because I decided. And that decision, I know I talk about this all the time, but a firm decision like that can change everything in a moment. And my my belief is just no longer that having a few stretch marks on my ass is of any significance. I stopped thinking about it. I really haven't thought about it until right now. Now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but it's crazy how that works. Like I think that that science behind that is so interesting and we can use it so much to our advantage. 
So I want you to ask yourself too, like, are these things about you really for sure a thousand percent definitely true? And is it necessary to like wallow over them? Now, if, if your doctor tells you you're overweight or if you know you, you would be healthier and feel more energized if you lost 20 pounds, that's something where, you know, it could be beneficial to your health to make a change, certainly. And health is the number one most important thing in our lives. We are nothing without our health. We're not much without our energy, without feeling good with, with, our, with our energetic state, which is, you know, in part moving our body and being healthy and feeding ourselves nutritious food. But the other bullshit, like, come on, do we really, really, does it really matter? Like, what is really, really important to us? We've got to ask ourselves that continually because true happiness doesn't come from having perfect teeth and a perfect ass. True happiness comes from being so aligned with your values and so connected to yourself at a soul level and learning to love yourself deeply. And when you truly, you know, think about someone that you love unconditionally, like for me with my husband, he probably has some flaws, but I don't even see them because I see him differently. I know that I do. I see him in a different way because I love him so much. His, his things that might be wrong, like melt away in my mind. I'm not focused on them. We've got to develop that type of unconditional love for ourselves. And along with that, you know, there's a lot of things we can do to shift this. I realized that with me, you know, with my money mindset issues, I have not been able to make a firm decision of like, I'm done feeling guilty having money. I'm done feeling guilty spending money. I'm done believing that money could be wrong. Like I have not been able to completely solidify that yet. I still have to work towards it. I still have to do money journaling and money affirmations and money meditations and money hypnosis regularly to train my brain. So I realized that it really depends on the person and the situation and any past trauma can certainly affect this, but there's a lot of things you can do if for you you're like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to instantly just decide to never criticize myself again. So let's dig into what we can do to truly shift our mindset towards body positivity and face positivity. So this is going to be kind of a surprising exercise that I want you to do. I want to assign you this. I want you to write down all the things that you don't like about yourself. All of them. Get them all out. Write them all down until you can't even think of another one. And the reason I want you to write these down, there's a couple. For one, the ego loves vagueness. The ego loves vagueness. If we can keep it vague, if we can not bring it into the light, not really analyze it, the ego can use that more to its advantage. It can keep us in more of that comfort zone. And, and for a lot of us, that comfort zone is ripping ourselves apart in the mirror. It's what we're used to. So the ego loves vagueness. So we need to bring all of these things out into the light and really see them and really look at them on paper and analyze them. There's some things you might write down that you might realize are not actually true. And maybe you, you know deep down they aren't true, but they still swim around in your mind because you're used to thinking about them. So write them down, analyze them, decide if any of them can just be dis dismissed or any of them stupid enough where you're like, I'm dismissing this thought. I'm not going to think that thought anymore. That's ridiculous. And just bring them into light. Get yourself, you know, acknowledgement of them and decide, decide if they're going to be part of your belief system moving forward. And then I want you to regularly, maybe a few times this week, 
Make a list of all the things you love about yourself and hang it up on the wall even. But like jotting down these lists and bringing these things into the light and thinking about these and how true they are, that's powerful stuff. And if we can get in the habit of writing things down that we're grateful about ourselves, that we love about ourselves, we, we can make that the focus. So that's something you wanna do continually. You wanna make lists of things you love about yourself and allow those things to sink into your subconscious mind. Allow yourself to reprogram your brain to look for those things, right? Maybe you can decide that you love your hair. Maybe you've always loved your hair, but maybe you can put a focus on that and decide that when you look in the mirror, you're gonna compliment your own hair, right? We've gotta decide what things we want our brain to automatically steer us toward because we're not really in control of that on a conscious level, it's all subconscious. Another thing that we can do here, and this is kind of, I kind of go back and forth on this and I'm not gonna lie, there's, there's triggers, right? There's things that trigger us and one of those could be Instagram. And there's a lot of like advice out there with like, be careful who you follow. And I definitely think that's true. If there's someone you're following who's negative, people on Facebook tend to be super negative too, unfollow them. I don't think you have to even like unfriend them or, or whatever, but I think you can like block them from your feed. I know on Facebook, you just unfollow them, but you're still their friend. On Instagram, you could unfollow them or I, there's probably a way to like mute them. I think you can mute them, their story and their uh, post. But if you are triggered by that, unfollow those people, get them off your thing. But ask yourself here, like, what is the trigger? Like, dig a little bit into this because sometimes your trigger could be you're jealous of someone and then you need to dig into why. If it's all superficial, then it's all superficial. But if it's because maybe that person is more like active than you are, maybe they're like really going to the gym all the time on their Instagram and that triggers you for some reason, dig into that a little more. Is it because you are trying to validate yourself for not working out? Are you looking kind of for excuses not to work out so you get mad when you see that person when really you could turn that into inspiration? Same with like a career type of situation or lifestyle situation. Could you, could you turn some of that into inspiration? If not, if it's a total superficial situation, it's like some girl who edits all her pictures on Instagram and you know she doesn't really look like that in real life, then just like you don't need to look at that. You could just get rid of that. But I want you to dig into it a little bit and find out why things are triggering you. One thing that used to trigger me a ton, I used to like go on the Instagram Explore page and I would just like look at it and like hate myself and be like, why are these girls so pretty? And like, I think at some level I must have known that those are usually like professional, like edited pictures, a lot of them. And that's why those people look like that or like their filters or whatever. But a lot of it too was just like, just so much comparison. So I had so much comparisonitis that I like used to struggle with. But if that's a trigger for you, maybe limit your time of doing that. Maybe limit the time that you spend on social media, period. Maybe like you can set up, at least I think on the newer iPhones, you can set up time restrictions for certain apps and you could restrict those things if they trigger you while you work on the deeper shit around it, right? Another thing that for me is like a non-negotiable, I do not own a scale in my home. I do not look, I do not go on the scale at the gym. I do not step on a scale, period. And the reason is because in my earlier 20s, I was obsessed with the scale. I weighed myself like every single day. And if I lost a pound or if I gained a pound, it was like a big deal. And I wanted to weigh this exact amount, right? I picked out a number and I was like, this is what I wanna weigh. But there was no reason behind it. It had nothing to do with health. 
had nothing to do with health or energy level. It had to do with me being trying to just aim for this perfection or whatever I was trying to do that really didn't align with, with what makes me happy. So for me, it became extremely obsessive. And I think too, I had a lot of friends that were in the same situation with like looking at the scale. Oh my gosh, I gained two pounds. Oh yeah, I lost a pound. Like that stuff doesn't really matter. <laughs> and you know, especially when you think about if you're working out and you're doing like weightlifting or you're doing any, any um, strengthening, you could essentially gain weight through muscle you know, over fat. So it's, so for me, that was a really unhealthy pattern that I used to have of obsessing over the scale. And I just had to like nip that in the bud and get rid of my scale. I don't do it. I don't fuck with it. I don't mess with it. My eating, my going to the gym is all about health. It's all about how can I feel so fucking good every day? How can I feel energized? How can I feel strong, you know, and healthy? So those are some things that trigger me. Think about what triggers you, what situations, what people, what friend groups, and maybe maybe you can send a text to your friends and say, hey, listen, I'm working on something here. Um, I'm gonna just be more body positive and I'm not gonna like do the whole like degrading myself and I'd appreciate to not be in those conversations or however you, however you wanna phrase it. And you never know, maybe it'll inspire one of them. Maybe they'll think, hmm, what a fantastic idea. Where did you learn about that? And then you can be like, well, I heard about it on the Candid Confidence podcast. Okay. Okay, okay, I'm just kidding. Uh, not really though, tell them all to listen. But one more thing that I think is so awesome to do when you're trying to be more body positive and more like image positive is use some sticky notes, use your sticky notes, put them on your mirrors, put little like inspirational messages on your mirrors so that you're focused on that. And once you have that little reminder right on your mirror, you're going to be a lot less likely to start honing in on the negative. And maybe even those sticky notes end up changing everything for you with your mindset. And I actually just put a sticky note the other day on my mirror in my bedroom, like my getting dressed mirror. And I just put like, you know, um, like what is like the badass version of Leah wear today or something. I don't even remember what I put, but something like that. And it's like, just getting you to remember before you get dressed in the morning, like what is the most badass version of you going to wear? Like what is the version of you that you know you are inside? How is she gonna show up today? And it's just a reminder to put on an outfit that makes you feel that way. And aside from like what the outfit looks like itself, it's the intention behind it. You're setting an intention that when you get dressed, you're pulling that version of you into existence. And you're gonna remind yourself throughout the day by having that outfit on, you're a bomb ass bitch, right? And you're not to be fucked with. So use some sticky notes, put them all over your house, put them everywhere. I actually just decided earlier to put a sticky note in my husband's, in his, his bathroom, like what's the thing where you open it up, like medicine cabinet, where he has his toothbrush and stuff in there. And I put a sticky note in there that said, how did I get so lucky to have you as a husband? And he hasn't found it yet, but I'm excited for him to find it. So yeah, make some love notes too while you're at it. Put some love notes around like at your workplace. Put nice, make a nice note for, for one of your coworkers or employees or maybe your boss. Give them a little love note. Give your spouse some loving and text your friends or your mom something sweet too. Let's just spread some positivity, guys. I'm like on a rampage right now with this. It's just amazing because what you focus on grows. And if you're focused on positivity, 
you're going to find all kinds of freaking things to be happy about and to be excited about. Okay. I hope you guys feel a little better today after listening to this. I hope you can think, hmm, yeah, those insecurities that I have maybe aren't super real after all, right? Maybe you are inspired to make some mindset changes here. If you need extra support around this, if you need someone to hold you accountable to actually doing these things, I get it. I'm your girl. DM me. DM me your questions over on Instagram at candid.confidence. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast too. And while you're at it, drop me a rating, drop me a review, take a snap of this episode and put it in your Insta story and tell me your takeaways. Help me spread the positivity of this podcast throughout the world. And yeah, I love you guys. And I will chat with you in a couple days. Thank you.